Welcome back to the Discipline the Gens podcast. We are live right now. I am your host, Maddie Betts. I'm here with the biggest the gen I know, Gino from betopoly.com, and it is now NFL Week 7. If you're watching live with us, we appreciate you tuning in. And if you're watching later on YouTube, we will have the chapters up so you can scroll to each and every game that you'd like to that you would that you would like to watch. Quick reminder. BetOpenly.com, go make an account right now. Best peer-to-peer out there. Save money, make an account. Go get set up right, right this second. And also, shout out to our partner, Outlier. That is going to be in the description. You can use the Outlier app or the website. It's a free seven-day trial with our code. You can see all the trends, the data points, the analytics that you need. Let's go ahead and dive into a quick recap of week six, and then we will go right into our week seven picks. So first of all, Zero undefeated teams left in the NFL. It's almost like we jinxed it this past week because oh. just a week ago we were like, dude, our, our, our teams are the only teams left. My Eagles, Geno's 49ers, both got knocked off. This is the NFL. No one expects teams to go undefeated. It's actually crazy. I, I'd actually like to go back and see, like, historically what week it usually is that the that there's no undefeated teams That's a good teams question. Left. I, I feel like it's right around this time, honestly. And I know the one season it was uh, Patriots all the way, but teams just can't, teams cannot just keep it together going undefeated for so long. So Eagles shit the bed, 49ers shit the bed. My question to Gino is which team should be more concerned from the loss, right? My Eagles losing to the Jets or your 49ers losing to a pretty good Browns defense on the road? We lost to a better team, but our loss is more concerning. We got owned. After the first quarter, we lost the second, third, and fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So we got owned. Our offensive line got dominated. Uh, we shouldn't have been able to take the lead. That was a gift, that pick. And then we blew it back again, and we missed the short field goal. So I, 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 I'm critical of my boys, but I think our, our loss was worse. I mean that from yeah. a domination standpoint. Jalen threw a bad pick. That, that happens. Bad picks, plural. No, but I said that last one yeah. was the no, worst. It was you're right, you're right. And honestly, I missed it live. And uh, I, I looked at my phone. I was like, what the hell just happened? The Eagles had lost the lead. I'm like, oh, my God. Now, luckily, my play was on the Eagles in the first half, and that cashed. So I was happy to see that, but I could not believe we blew that game like that. And, yeah, the 49ers just did not look right. It was very eye-opening for sure. But we have to say Cleveland could be the best defense in the NFL right now. Are you ready to say that? Yeah, I, I think Cleveland's defense is better than my Niners defense. So who would you have right now today as the best one-loss team in the NFL? So out of all the teams remaining, we have the 49ers, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Lions, and the Dolphins. Who are the best one-loss teams left? I'd say Chiefs AFC and Philly uh, NFC. That's, that's where I'm at right now, sadly. Mm. The defenses are playing better. I, I got. I'm scared right now. I still think, bro. We'll be in the playoffs. We'll be nasty. Our offense will be fine. Our defense will be fine. But we got to make some moves. We got freaking smoked on the O line, and our D line did not look good against the run. 
uh, it'll be fine. Got a but, lot of love right now coming in on the Detroit Lions in the chat. While you guys are here, please comment who your who your who your team is out of those five. Who you think is the best team in the NFL out of the one loss teams? It's really tough for me, honestly. I mean, Miami got smoked by the Bills, but again, like everyone, like even like the Eagles just look terrible against the Jets, right? Even Chiefs and some of their wins haven't looked that impressive. 49ers, I still have to give it to you guys. I really do right now. Uh, just because you're on the road in Cleveland against the top scoring defense in the NFL. They're off the so, bye, too. Yeah, and they're off the bye. They had extra time to prepare for you. So I'm going to take my bias out of it and say the 49ers. And Gino dropped the 49ers way down in his power rankings, which I was surprised to see. I think it's all, in a sick way, it's almost the bias that did that. You're, you're even harder <laughs> yeah. on your own team, right? So, so I do believe that the 49ers still should be, I think, number one or two in the power rankings. But – we shall see how these teams do as they keep going here. If we get a lot of Lions, love, you guys are going to like this show. We got some Lions we got some Lions action coming your way. My boy Austin from FanDuel tuning in. He said, most complete team is the Lions. Highest ceiling is the Eagles. I love that. Austin, get out of here with all that noise. <laughs> we got Lions, 49ers in the chat. Out of boy Ochoa. Yes, sir. Julio Jones to the Eagles. That happened today. And Wait, then, what? Yes, sir. The rich get richer. And then the Bengals – and then uh, Eric here says the Bengals will win the Super Bowl. Don't sleep. Do you guys need a receiver? I mean – I mean, you can never, you can never hurt to have him, but what did you guys yeah, give up for him? For the red zone, I don't know. I, honestly, I just saw it. I've been preparing all day for all these different shows. I haven't even looked at it That's much. Not, yeah. I saw it on Twitter. Can someone though. in the comments while we were cooking tell us what they gave up for him? I'm curious. Yeah. We'll see. I wouldn't mind Julio if I didn't pay a lot. But that's, <laughs> that's what All right. Let's go ahead and move on here. So – Next up, best division leader. Oh, I like this. Right now, I didn't even tell you about this. We added this to the show. So who do you think is the best division leader in the NFL right now? When you say best division leader, like like most likely to still win their division, like hold Correct. on to it? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll jump back on my boys for a second. I, I do think the, the West is pretty weak, the NFC West. So mm -hmm. I, I think the Niners will hold on to that. I, I set up – we're going to sweep our divisions. We're going to go 6-0 in our division. Yeah. So I do think the Niners – are going to hold their division the strongest of all of those. Yeah. Where you think I would say the Chiefs as well, I don't see it. I actually think the Jags come out of nowhere, and their division's soft. Well, you know what's crazy is right now today, they're minus 155 to win their division, which is the exact number it was preseason. Wow. Because of those Houston Texans, you guys need to watch out for those Houston Texans. They are plus 320 to, to the win the division. I'm going to dive into why I think that's a great bet Savage. a little bit later in the show because I think it has a tremendous amount of value. Savage. I really do. Wow. All right. But, all right. Next up, rookie of the year. If you guys can see this live in the chat, put in the chat who you would take right now. I'm going to ask Gino. Right now, CJ Stroud is the favorite, minus 135, but a lot of big numbers there. Plus 3,500, plus 2,000, plus 1,600. Plus four fifty, plus five fifty, is Stroud. It's kind of Stroud's the lose barn injury. I I think Stroud wins this barn injury. So you know what, Puka now with Cooper back is just getting. He's still doing great. So I'm not hating on him, but I would actually say what is it? How's it pronounced? Bajan. Yeah, I would say Bajan. Uh, I like the value on Bajan. It is of course Stroud's to lose, but guys, a young quarterback can get in his own head after a bad game against a good defense. It all comes spiraling down. I, I think there's some value right there on Bajan. Interesting. 
I, I honestly, I know there's probably there's value, but terrible games by I just think Stroud runs away from it. Makes but sense. a lot of it's because I actually am high on this Texans team to make yeah, a run yeah. for the division. So, all right, let's get and dive into what the, the gens want to want to see. Which are picks. Bro, these? We got the new graphics going. Look the new player images. If you guys are watching on YouTube or Facebook, you can see the graphics of the players now instead of the logos. This is my first time seeing these. <laughs> wow! So for Thursday night football, we got. The Jags versus the Saints. Jags are a plus 155 dog on bet openly. They are plus three here on the spread, and the over-under is 39. Now, 64% of the tickets are on the Saints in this game, but about half of the money is on the Jags. Yep. Saints injuries, Derek Carr questionable. Jags, Jags have some injuries as well. Trevor Lawrence questionable. Zay Jones questionable. A couple trends to look at in this game. Saints are 35 and 15 at home coming off of a loss. And the under is hitting 15 of the Saints' last 21 games. So I got to ask you because at first glance, this game, I know there's no such thing as a trap, but this game feels like a damn trap. You're giving this Jacksonville team three points as a dog here, and they've looked really good lately against a Saints team that is struggling offensively. What do you like here? So I agree with you. The trap line that came out was Jags plus three. I looked right before we went live. It's only one and a half right now on bet openly. Mm -hmm. um, so enough money came in on the Jags that even though it is the trap and the bait, they got exposed and they, they dropped it. They want to even out the money now. They're not that confident in the Saints. Mm -hmm. But I hate it. The Jags are hitting their stride. London woke them up. They're now rolling. And the Saints is the play. The Saints are the play right here, and I, I don't like it. I'm not giving out the play, so just telling y'all, Saints are the play. My official bet on this game is going to be under 39 and a half. I actually was really impressed with what I saw from the Jags' defense two of the last three weeks, just yeah. two. And I think against this Saints team, they're going to be able to re-get back to their form, and I think the Saints' defense is going to surprise people. This is going to be a disgusting 20-17 to 17 game. And I'm not sure which way. So if you made me bet it, I'm taking the home team at minus one and a half, not money line, just minus one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence is dealing with the, the slight knee sprain. So he's day to day right now. Now you got to think if that spread was three and it went down to one and a half, what do you think? I mean, what do you think that means there? Right. Because they're buying it down. People like people who say the Jags are better than the Saints. They're looking at the record the last couple of weeks. They're yeah. just taking. They're just. But it, I, I wouldn't see that line moving down like that if, if, if he's if playing. Optimistic that he wasn't going to play. Right? Oh, you're right. So he's playing. I think Trevor's going to play. He is questionable here in this game. Here's what I'll say: the Saints' defense, we tend to think they're the real deal, and they might be. They're sixth in the league in scoring defense. But look who they've played, bro. It's true. The Titans, the Panthers, the Packers, the Bucks, the Patriots, and the Texans. Yep. I mean, they haven't played good offenses. Who's the best offense out of that group? <laughs> like, it's definitely not the Patriots. The it's definitely not the Panthers. <laughs> I don't even know if it's the Packers. No, it I could agree. be the Texans or Bucks, and they're not good offenses. So they haven't played any explosive off offenses. Yeah, You know, the Texans are decent. They have a good offense, but they're not explosive. Um, they good. really haven't played any explosive offenses. I don't know how you don't take the Jags' money line in this game. I doubt it's plus 156 anymore, but if I could get it at that, then that would be my my play for sure. I'm going to lean Jags' money line here um, and also lean the under, but we'll probably stay away from it. Yeah, and it's down to plus 125. It's still value. Yeah. 125 is not bad. 
David tuning in late to the show. Shout out Maddie for three unit. Maddie plays. feeds. I needed that, bro. Two and zero on the year on three unit plays. I needed that. Damn, I'm two for one. That makes you better than me. You know what's crazy is I was this close to making a three unit play this week, and I was like, nah, I can't do it because I, I couldn't quite get there. I wanted to do it just because, like, you know, when you hit one, you're like, uh, oh, do what you mean? Let it roll. No, but down. Not, not on three units. I'm playing. So, all right, moving on here. We're going to Sunday. No, no London game this week. So, I'm bro. excited about all three primetime games. I'm excited for that Thursday game. Yes. Yeah. This isn't a London game, right? There's a no, no, London's done. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, we're going back to the 1 p.m. Eastern game Sunday to start the slate. The Raiders take on the Bears. Raiders are a three-point favorite, minus 150 on the money line at bet openly, over under 37 and a half. We're seeing about a 50-50 split on tickets here, but there is 70% of the money coming in on the Raiders in this spot. Jimmy G is questionable, so we'll have to see how that plays out this week. Uh, Justin Fields, am I reading that right? He's doubtful? Surprised me. I didn't know that. Is that right? I know he got he left. Yeah, there's a chance. He left the game. Yeah, well. Doubtful? I thought it was questionable, but it says yeah, yeah. doubtful. Um, let me see here. Justin Fields, doubtful as of October 16th. Oh, so as of yesterday, yeah, dislocated thumb, Ryan says in the chat. Um, so doubtful for Justin Fields there. Yeah, that's that's some pretty interesting blow for sure. Now, here's some things to look at, right? Raiders 4-21 and 21 on the road off of a win. <laughs> Terrible, right? Then... Six and nineteen against the spread on the road off of a win. The over is hit in fourteen of the Bears' last nineteen games as well. I struggle with this game. You know, obviously, I'd like to see Justin Fields play, but if he isn't, oh, I, you know, it's tough. It's away. tough to to say what could happen in this game. I'll tell you one thing: I'm going to lose so much money fading the Raiders this year, but I'm going to keep doing it because I'm convinced this team is absolute dog shit. But they're just beneficiaries of a of a easy schedule. And they keep coming up. They keep finding these wins somehow. I faded the Patriots hard this last weekend. I was that just, was probably my top social media capper fade. Every capper was on the Patriots. I was all over the Raiders. I was disgusted with that that performance. The Patriots could have won that game easily. <laughs> I know they really could have. That Mac Jones interception was just uh, so gross. Um, for the for and this then team, the safety at the know. end. Talk, let's talk about one of the oh, worst yeah, yeah, beats yeah. of all time. Luckily, I had the Patriots money line, so I didn't pay, pay the juice. But a lot of betters out there had the Patriots plus two or three. They're down two points at the end of the game. They sacked in the end zone <laughs> for a safety. They lose 21 to 17. 30. That was absolutely filthy beat, but it does happen. I'm going to lean Bears here. They find a way, and they get it done at home. I like the money line in this spot. I'm going to keep fading the Raiders, but. I don't know if this will be official, an official play or not for me. What do you like here? I'll give you guys a filthy play. I need Fields in, though, but doubtful usually means out. You're not rushing him back in this season with their record. Yeah, they're 1-5. and five. Yeah, yeah. Why, why would you? So doubtful pretty much means out. Um, I kind of like if I'm betting this dirt game, which I probably won't, uh, Bears money line to the over. I know it's stupid. I know I, I'm just trying to tell you all. Uh, Hoyer was not a step down from Jimmy. Hoyer actually played really well for the Raiders. So that doesn't downgrade me for the under. And then you guys, could, you'd be surprised. The guy waiting in the rafters to play gets a chance. 37 and a half is low against this Bears defense. There's going to be points. So mm. uh, this is one of those, if you made me bet it, which I'm probably not, it would be only way as a Bears money line to the over, or I skip this. 
and kind of like Maddie's uh, system that he gives out every week, the value there is just can the can the Bears find a way to put up you know 23, 27 and win that game 23, 20, something like that. But again, if you're ever making me bet this game, I'm probably not. Yeah, I'm gonna probably pass on this game. I think uh, Ryan's right here in the chat saying I'm gonna come off of those feelings against the Raiders, but this will probably be the game they lose outright when I don't take them. But we shall see. This is a game I actually have a play. I really like in the Buffalo Bills traveling to New England. Bills are minus eight and a half or nine here, minus three thirty-five on the money line. Ninety-six or over under forty-one and a half. Ninety-six percent of the early bets this this week are on the Bills, which is kind of surprising considering they look like shit at home against the Giants on prime time. Fifty-nine percent of the money on the Patriots here. Josh Allen is questionable. Damian Harris questionable. Uh, Juju Smith questionable. Both teams a little bit banged up. Now some trends in this game. The under is hit in eleven of the last fifteen Patriots game. Matt, I saw this on Twitter the other day. And don't quote me on this because I forget the exact number, but Mac Jones is like 0-13 in his last 13 games against the spread as a dog or something. Wow. Like the dude just does not cover spreads. Again, don't quote me on that. And chat, if, if maybe you can, uh, if, if you know the exact trend and I'm wrong there, then correct me in the chat. But he's been absolutely terrible in that spot. So what do you like in this game? Because the Bills just this past week on primetime only scored 14 points at home against this Giants team who was depleted, and now they go on the road in a division game, and they're laying eight and a half or nine points. Oh. What do you like? So the Bills struggle against good defenses, but they thrive against terrible offenses. Yeah. This game has both, right? So I kind of have to throw that out because I don't know which Bills we're going to get here or we get both. So I like the over here a bit. I don't like giving out overs, guys. You know, I've not given out two in a row. But just based on buying both of these offenses really low. People think the lowest of the Patriots right now. Their offense is statistically in the bottom of every category. Mm -hmm. And then in prime time, just yesterday, or two days ago, I think it was yesterday, we watched uh, the Bills absolutely look terrible. So that, to me, lets me really like this over 41. And to Maddie's point, I'm hoping I get the Bills that thrive against terrible offenses. They get some good field position. They throw up some easy points. And, and nothing crazy here, right? And Mac, just like Mac Jones, probably good for a pick six or two. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just like something like a 27, 27, 20 gets the job done for me. 27, 17, if you want the uh, Bills to cover. I, I'm not, if you made me, I'd probably think the Patriots are a little bit lower in everyone's eyes. That they're it's about as low as everyone can get talking on social media. Yeah. But I'm not really on that. I would just say I like the over in this game. So I like the Bills to put up a good amount of. I feel you. So I got a theory here. The Bills came out flat, right, at home in primetime. But what everyone forgets is they were in London the week before, right? So this team's coming back from London in a loss to the Jags, right, against a team that was in London for two weeks and had more time to prepare and be comfortable in that game. So they lose the Jags in London, come home for a primetime game, and they just look flat, right? And they, they win that game, but they don't look good doing it. Now they go on the road in the division game, and although the Patriots have been bad, I think this is still a game that they get up for. Mm -hmm. um, and I, look, I went and looked back at the last three or four games they've played the Patriots. They have beaten the, In the last three straight games, they've outscored the Patriots by double digits. Three oh, wow. straight games, home and away. 
But I'm not going to play the number here. What I'm going to do is I'm looking at the Bills team total in this spot, over under 24.5. I'm locking in the over. That's going to be an official play on my card, over 24.5. The last three times they've faced the Patriots, 35 points, 24, and 33. Then, not to mention this season, the Bills are averaging 28.8 points per game. So I think this is an overreaction spot based off of what we saw in primetime this week. And the fact that New England's offense can't really control the clock and move the chains, I got to think the Bills are going to have lots of opportunities for explosive plays. So I love the over 24.5 for the Bills team total in this spot. Probably going to be one of my favorite bets of the week. I like it, brother. You like it? Yeah. All right. So that's what I'm going with in that spot. Any last thoughts? Uh, you said the over the game, right? And yeah. So give, the- give me give me thirty from the Bills, and we're looking good. I like that thirty. To, you better hope the Patriots score twelve. <laughs> I need I need, <laughs> there's, I need there's more no, goals from the Pats. There's no telling. There's no telling. So, all right, moving on. Browns versus the Colts. Let's dive into it here. Cleveland Brown minus two on the road. The money line, the Colts are a plus 122 dog at home over under 39 points. 63% of the tickets on Cleveland here. Not very surprising after they beat San Francisco. And the Browns might be without Deshaun Watson here. There's a little controversy. I actually saw him like on the Pat McAfee show on ESPN. He was talking a little bit about Cleveland saying the doctor cleared Deshaun, but he's still questionable. Deshaun doesn't know if he's going to play. So, I don't know what's going on there in Cleveland. Um, I'm going to assume he probably plays in this game, <laughs> but it's definitely not clear what's going to happen here. Now, the Browns are 5-16 and 16, coming off the win in the last 21 games, which isn't surprising. The under is hitting 32 of the Colts' last 48 games, and the Browns are 7-14 and 14 against the spread coming off of a win in the last 21 games. What do you like here? Oh, man. I'm not sure what to make of Cleveland. Uh, Their defense played even better than their final score versus my Niners. So I just can't see Indy scoring a lot on them. I do do wonder how Cleveland's defense plays on turf, how that translates over. But um, this is like the third and maybe the last time you'll hear me say this. This is arguably my favorite over. Um, Cleveland gets their 23-plus, and the Colts get their 20. And that's how I see this overhitting. Um, but it's uncomfortable, right? Because the Colts have allowed a lot of points. I think Cleveland eats a little bit here. And I do believe their defense is super strong, but the Colts have showed they can score. And they they like so like the I don't I don't know what to make of the team on the bet, but I really do like um this over. I, I'm torn on which over I like better, the last game or this game. But this one's arguably my favorite over. And again, now I've given out three overs in a row, and you know that's going to come back to earth. Yeah, I mean, look, the the Colts are 11th in the league in scoring offensively. So this is a low number considering that. Um, But then again, the Browns just held your 49ers to how many points? Yeah, and that was on really loose grass, terrible weather. I think this game will be a little faster. Right. So that's where I kind of think you're getting this over-under pretty cheap on the overside. Now, would you play this over without Deshaun? Yeah, I, I thought PJ looked fine. Yeah. To, to me, I'm more betting that the Colts will get their points and the Colts defense will allow points. Yeah. That, that's kind of where this bet's coming from. Interesting. 
I like it. I don't really have much of a lean on this game, honestly. I think I do lean the over with you. Um, the spread just is tough for me. There's a lot of question marks here. Um, but I would probably ride this. Public's going to be all over Cleveland. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's, just, that's just a number. You take a team that just upset what was the number one team in the NFL, oh. and you get them minus two on the road. It's like, you know, it just it, it feels like a trap number. But, yeah, I'm with you on this over. I would probably tail that, but I'll probably just lay off this game altogether. Moving on, Atlanta versus the Bucks. Let's dive into it. The Falcons, two-and-a-half-point dog on the road, plus 133 on the money line. Over under 38, 43% of the tickets on the Falcons, but 86% of the money is on Tampa Bay here. Falcons are a pretty healthy team overall. For the Bucks, Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield and Anthony Nelson both questionable. Now the Bucks two eight and one against the spread, coming off a loss in their last eleven. The under is hit in sixteen of the Bucks' last twenty games. And here's here's an interesting one: the Falcons. One in five on the road off coming off of a loss. This Falcons team is really good at home this season. They're three and one at home, but they're 0 and two on the road this season. So it's something to look at in this game. What do you like here? These Bucks have been really good defensively in division. That's what I'm seeing here. And I know that the Saints aren't the best on offense. But I can't forget their dominating performance. I, I still believe that the Bucks believe this is their division to lose. And this is really how they put their leg in front. So um, I think they drew a tough card in, in uh, Detroit last week. I, I really do. Um, I couldn't believe that I got Detroit minus three. That was one of my bigger plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a lot of judgment on it. I think I gave out an even bigger bet on the under in that game. So uh yeah, I, I I like I like the under here. Um, I like the under here a lot, and uh, if if you made me bet it, I'm I'm betting the bucks. I'll I'll probably lay the two and a half. Yeah. Even though I think this is going to be an absolute dogfight of a game, I just think minus one thirty three is a little steep for a game they could lose. Um, so I would probably be on the bucks minus two and a half. But my my favorite bet here is the under thirty eight. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm with you. I like the Bucks here at home. I'm gonna trust that this Bucks team is actually pretty solid, right? The two losses that they do have is what against my Eagles and against Detroit. Who, Those are top teams. Detroit's right now arguably a top five team in the entire yep. NFL. So, you know, absolutely. That's, those are the only two losses, right? They've beaten. Exactly. They've won their division games against Minnesota and Chicago. They held the Saints to nine points, right? And that was in New Orleans. I'm going to trust that this Bucks team is actually pretty solid. They're first in the NFL in red zone efficiency defense. So you have a Falcons team that's 0-2 on the road, can't score a lot of points on the road, and then you're facing a, a really good red zone defense in the Bucks here. I'm with you. I'm going to lay the 2.5 here. It's just an early lean for me right now. We'll see if I make this an official play or not, but I do like the Bucks to get it done. Great. Move it on, move it on. Here we go. The best game of the year right here. The, <laughs> oh. the Commanders taking on the Giants. Oh. Commanders are somehow a two-point favorite on the road in the NFL, which is just disgusting. With the money line at minus 122, the over-under at 39.5, the Giants are plus 122 at home on bet openly. 77% of the tickets are on the Commanders right now. 94% of the money is on the Commanders oh. as well. 
the public and the sharps all hammer the commanders in this spot. People are very, very high on or very low on this on this New York Giants team. I think that's safe to say they're more low on the Giants team than they are on back in this commanders team in general. Um, Daniel Jones still questionable, and that could be a big reason here. Although I thought Tyrod Taylor looked pretty damn good, like overall. Like he looked pretty solid. He was running the ball. He's making good yeah, decisions. Yeah. He's obviously not a talented passer, but he looked pretty good managing the offense. Now that decision before halftime was idiotic. That was the worst. <laughs> they they were going in up nine. Yeah, nothing. they needed that. Those three points in that game could have changed the whole outcome of the game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what do you like here? Oh man, <laughs> this is one of those games where just I'm I'm just taking the dog money line. Uh, so in this case, it's the Giants. Um, I, I think this is a prideful team and I think they just competed with the bills, but they won't be like emotionally exhausted from that. They're back to back weeks. I, there's no reason in my head that the commies should be favored here. This should just be a pick them. So I don't really get it. I think people are buying off the commies win. So I'm going to sell the commies a little high, um, plus one twenty two. nothing crazy. Um, this is one of those games that I say this a lot, but when I don't have a crazy lean and I don't have a crazy system and both teams are just, eh, I see, am I getting value versus where I would have got them a couple weeks ago? And if this was opening week or whatever, the Giants probably would have been like minus three and a half based on what they did last year. Um, and I don't care if Daniel Jones is out or Tyrod. I, I like the Giants defense. I'm taking the Giants defense over the commies offense. No, that's a good point that this, if this line preseason would probably be Probably minus four yeah. for this Giants team at home after making the playoffs last year. Dable, like like this team was really solid, right? Um, but yeah, I'm I am i do not even have a lean in this game. No, like it's, it's part ugly. of me wanted to take the over here. It's ugly. Like, it's just it's just such an ugly game. There's so many other games on the board to bet that I'm just gonna save the people some time and just move it's on. Ugly. So let's move on. Here's the game to talk about right here. Ooh. If you're just tuning in right here. This is one of my favorite picks of the week. If you were with us last week, we cashed on the three-unit play on the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not going to lie to any single one of you. I was sweating my ass off in that game. I despise John Harbaugh. I despise He's an absolute conservative punani. He just literally kicks field goals on fourth and inches every single time. He drove me crazy in that game. Winning the three units was not worth the six heart attacks I had during the game. <laughs> but this week now, the Lions are traveling to Baltimore. Now, remember, this Baltimore team is coming from London to play in Baltimore. What happened last week? Which team was it? Bills. Bills last week on primetime come out flat after coming back from London. You now have this Baltimore team who, let's be honest, they won by eight and they covered the three-unit play for us, but they could not, they couldn't capitalize on offense, right? Their defense really held strong for us. So many missed opportunities on offense for that Baltimore Ravens team. They should have scored 35-plus points that game. But let's take a look here. Lions plus 144 on the money line in Baltimore. The spread is three. The over-under is 42. 80% of the tickets are on the Lions here. 70% of the money on the Lions as well. Jameer Gibbs is questionable. Brian Branch questionable. Uh, Ravens have some injuries as well. Marcus Williams and a few others questionable. Some trends in this game. The under is hit in 19 of the last 25 Ravens games. The Ravens are 36 and 19 straight up at home coming off a win. But the Ravens are 7 and 14 against the spread 
coming off of a win in their last 22 games. I know what my play is here, but what are you liking? I want to scare you real quick before you give your play. Go ahead. So more money, more tickets on the Lions. This game opened up at two and a half. This is our first reverse line movement we've seen this week. Yeah. So just throwing that out there. Um, let's just say this. The Lions offense is not the Titans offense. The Lions are substantially better. I've had the Lions in my top five to seven power rankings for three weeks. And every week people have pounded me. The Lions aren't this. The Lions aren't that. And every week they've been silenced. This is a good team. Before last week, Goff was the only more efficient quarterback than Brock Purdy, and the Lions' defense is good. Their run beam is good. Everything's clicking for these Lions right now, and now we have reverse line movement, and that's terrifying. So yeah. I'll hand Maddie back the mic. If you all made me let give me, up – there you go. Yeah, so let me say this, right? I can give you guys the, the detailed analysis of why I'm – making the Detroit Lions my two-unit dog money line of the week and why I'm telling my sportsbook they can keep the three points. I don't want those three points. I want the money line here. Before the show, I put a $2,000 bet in on the Lions money line, on bet openly. You guys want the Ravens here? Go ahead. Go to betopenly.com and take my action. You'll get a better number than a sportsbook. But let me point something out to you. There's one reason and one reason mainly why I love this Lions here. They are number one in the NFL defensively against the run game. They are going to be all over Lamar Jackson in this game. I don't trust Lamar Jackson to not make mistakes. I don't trust John Harbaugh at any point anymore. I used to think he was a great coach, but this dude plays not to lose. He doesn't play to win. I'm sick of watching <laughs> it. I, I can't take it anymore. I love the Detroit Lions in this spot. I'm tired of them being disrespected. This game should be a pick em. The Lions, to me, are the better team, and they're on the road, so it should be a pick them here. They should not be a three-point dog. I, I love Detroit in this spot. I'm going to ride with them. What's your response to that? I agree with everything you just said, and the only shade I'm going to throw is that reverse line movement terrifies me, but right off the bat, I think the Lions should be a pick them. I think the Lions' money line has insane value. It'll earn my money as well. I cannot imagine why the books would open this up at two, two and a half. They get everyone to bet the Lions, and then they are giving out an extra half point to cross a very, very important number. So that's my only warning, my dudes. You guys know I'm a systemic better. Maddie's more of the emotional beast. He's the he's the gen. <laughs> I'm disciplined. I'm just telling y'all, I love the Lions here too. I'm just a little scared that Vegas knows something I don't know. Yeah. I just think the lines are better. They're better. On both, no sides, both sides of the ball, though. No question. I mean, maybe the, the Ravens' defense is really good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but they're better. This Lions team can shut down a run game, and they can make Lamar make mistakes in this spot. And Jared Goff, I was, just, I was on a, a podcast this morning on uh, the Game Day's uh, Caps Off podcast yep. talking about this, and Jared Goff is in the MVP conversation right now. Is that, is that crazy? <laughs> wow. Bro, they're, what are they, 4-1, 5-1? and one, five and one? Yeah. What are the lines right now? The I lines, think they're honestly out of buy, so they're 4 The lines are 5-1 and one right five now. One? That's week 7, you're right. They're 5-1 and one right now. The only game they lost was my dog of the week on the Seahawks money line. Oh. So I'm going to brag there for a second. But this, the, this Detroit Lions team, coming off of 1, 2, 3, 4, four straight double-digit wins. When are they going to get the respect they deserve? Give me the Detroit money line. 
two unit play. I want to make it three right now, but I'm not going to <laughs> do it. <laughs> I'll throw them. I'll even throw a little more lion love out there. Their loss to Seattle was only because they fumbled three times. You can't plan for that. That just happens in football. That's it. So they trust me. They have one of the strongest resumes. I have them third or fourth in my power third. I think in my power rankings and people are judging. I have them third in my power rankings. I've had them higher than anyone for about four weeks now getting judged left and right. Yeah. I like it. Let's move on because I could, I could talk all day about <laughs> I can give you guys 20 more reasons I'm taking them, but we'll get to move on here. Cardinals versus the Seahawks. Cardinals a plus 330 underdog, eight and a half point spread in a division game over under 44 and a half. A lot of money coming in on the sea or a lot of tickets coming in on the Seahawks here. But there is a ton of money also coming in on this under in this game. Cardinals pretty healthy overall. Seahawks do have some injuries. Uh, Kobe Bryant on the IR. A few other people questionable. Some trends in this game. Under is hit in four of the Seahawks' last five games at home coming off a loss. The Seahawks are 53-28 and 28 straight up coming off a loss in their last 61 games. What do you think here? Is this too big of a number in a division game, or are you rolling with the Seahawks? I'm rolling with the Seahawks, guys, and I'll tell you why. So we all were the lowest on the Cardinals. Now I say we all, not Miata and I. Just like the public was the lowest on the Cardinals. Like, will they win a game? Will they be winless? You can't do that to NFL pros. These are, these are grown-ass men. What I will say is it seems like the NFC West knows these Cardinals. The Niners smoked them with ease. The Rams did the same. So I, I believe Seahawks will, will triple that down. I think the Cardinals' weaknesses are exposed when they play in their division. We know them too well. And they were able to start a little fast against some other crappy teams. If you go back and look at their wins, they didn't play good teams. They competed against teams that we expected to be good, but ended up not being good. So obviously the Dallas win is their highlight. That I think was just a bad game for Dallas. Not sure exactly what happened there. Offensively, the Cardinals surprised everyone. But I, I genuinely believe the Seahawks are going to be able to contain these Cardinals. And I, I think minus eight and a half, the right line based on what I saw from the Rams last week versus the Cardinals and what I saw from my Niners versus the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm with you. I would lean that way, but I, I probably not going to be an official play for me on this game. This is a game that I would most likely just stay away from here. Yep. I'm going to look at the numbers. I mean, Seahawks were off a bye. They lost a tough game in Cincinnati that they could have won. I think it was first and goal at the 10, down four, if I'm not mistaken. Last yeah, week. well, the Seahawks, I don't think the Seahawks have had a bye yet, have they? Uh, they came the off a bye in the Cincinnati. So they lost this week, but they had a bye two weeks ago. No, they put, Oh, you're right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is a tough game for me, honestly. I, I would completely stay away from it, truthfully. What's the total? like 45 or so. Yeah, um, 44 and a half. I'm staying away from it. Comment in the chat, guys, if you have any leans on this one. Gino is on the Seahawks. I'm going to stay away from the game. Let's get a move on here. Steelers versus the Rams. The Steelers are a team coming off of the bye. So they get that huge division win against Baltimore. That was my dog of the week that week. Then Mike Tomlin and company get a bye, and now they're going to L.A. to face the Rams. Plus 145 on the money line, three-point underdog for Pittsburgh, over under 43.5. 71% of the tickets on the Rams so far, but more money on the Steelers. The Steelers do have a few injuries still, but are probably healing up from the bye week. Rams, on the other hand, have a few injuries as well. The Rams are 0-6 coming off of a win in their last six games straight up. And they're 8-16 against the spread coming off of a 0 win. 0-6. 
in their last six games. Coming off a win. Coming off a win. And they're they're eight and sixteen against the spread. They're the ultimate zigzag team. To me, this is a dog or pass game on the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off the bye. What do you think? Dog of the week. Ooh. Pittsburgh Steelers are my dog of the week. It's disrespectful giving them the bye after a very emotional dominant win in a very tough division. I know they got to go across the country. I don't like that. You just saw that pits off the bye. You just saw the Rams can't maintain anything. They come, they go from win to loss, loss to win. You're giving me plus 144. I think, yeah, I think Pittsburgh has a better defense. And I would say at this point, these have equal offenses. The game that makes me bet this the most is probably what Pitt did versus Cincy and what the Rams did versus Cincy. The, the way those two overlap. They were pretty similar games, both in Cincy. And you're giving me plus 144, no-brainer. This, to me, should be a one-and-a-half spread, and pitch should be plus 120, and I maybe take a little bit, but you're giving me 144 all day. Yeah. Well, if you think Pitt has a better offense, you're probably just looking at the eye test or the personnel because statistically this season, if you put these two offenses next to each other, the Steelers are close to dead last offensively in the majority of every NFL category. Yep. 30th in scoring, 32nd red zone efficiency. Yep. 22nd and third downs, 32nd and first downs, 27th passing yards, 28th rushing yards. They have not done well offensively. Even in that Ravens game, they scored 17 points. And what was it? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. either a defensive touchdown or something. Um, so they just have not been able to move the ball. So if you're playing this Steelers team, like Gino is, is his dog of the week, you're pretty much banking on the fact that they're f- going to get this fixed, right? Mike Tomlin's a great coach. They're going to get this fixed coming off of the bye. And they're going to go to L.A. and be able to do something offensively. Oh. This this Rams team, 11th defensively in scoring. They're about middle of the pack defensively yeah, yeah. for this Rams team. So before you put the Steelers' offense in a bucket, everything you said is right. Their their quarterback has been off. They're coming off a bye to fix things. <clears throat> These are the five defenses the Steelers have played against. Yeah, The Niners, the Browns, the Raiders, the Texans, the Steelers, excuse me, the Ravens. Those are, yeah, those are all great defenses. They have played nonstop. The Raiders, defense. the Raiders is the one one that's questionable. The Raiders actually have a, def- a good defense, like statistically, but I yeah. agree. I don't know the how other they're other four good. like top ten defenses. And their DNs put a lot of pressure. So yeah, if Pickett has happy feet like Jimmy G used to and makes bad throws, even though he has a great arm. Yeah. This is one instance where ironically we would be saying the Rams have the best defense usually. Yeah. I think this is going to be a breath of fresh air on it from a defense perspective, especially in the secondary. Yeah. Um, I'll probably be on some Kenny Pickett over props too. I think you're getting him really low here. The Steelers defense will be fine against the Rams. And I believe their offense looks better than it's looked all year. Yeah. And this is a good comment from Bryce here. Uh, the Steelers tight end and Deontay Johnson, both coming back here. Uh, I think one of them are questionable, but they'll probably both play in this spot. That's another good benefit here. You're starting to sell me on this, bro. When you look at who they've played, what offenses they've played, um, and what or I'm sorry, what defenses they've gone against. The fact they're coming off a bye, they're getting some weapons back. You got to think the money line's the right play here. I like it. I like it a lot. I'll probably tail that. Moving on, another division or division game: Chargers versus the Chiefs. The Chargers are a plus two hundred underdog here on the road, getting five and a half points. 
over under 49 here. Ooh. 75% of the tickets on the Chargers, 25% on the Chiefs. That's interesting right there. Both teams relatively healthy. Chiefs, very, very good coming off a win, right? 102 and 40 straight up coming Jeez. off a win. The under is hit in 14 of the Chiefs' last 21 games at home coming off a win. What do you like here in this spot? Because Justin Herbert did not look good this past week, right? And the Chiefs have not looked great recently either. You got to look at this total here, 49, right? It's a division game. Supposed to be two great offenses, but both offenses have struggled at points this uh, in games this season. Is there part of you that would take this under here? You're like, no, nah, that's crazy. No, I get it. Like, it's a high, it's a high over under. It's division and all of that. A lot of signs point to that. You know, Herbert missed some open passes. Those were he looked bad. Man. He looked bad. Um, and some bad reads. Like even in the red zone, his running back would roll out to the flat. And like he just threw it late, and then he gets tackled. He's just not—he's not seeing the field the right way. It doesn't right look now. crisp. The, the, a lot of blames going on his coach right now. A lot of blames going on his coach, saying he doesn't—the coach doesn't know how to leverage him. You know, it's always like the chicken or the egg. We don't know who to blame, yeah. but we know someone's to blame. Um, this is an interesting one to me, right? Because the Chiefs' defense has looked better than their offense. Who would have ever thought we're saying that? And then you have the Chargers that just looked terrible against the Cowboys, minus their opening drive, right. where I was excited and then faded quickly. Yep. Um, yeah, this is a super interesting one. I do go all the way back to last year. I want to say it was week two or three when the Chargers should have beat the Chiefs. They threw Herbert through that pick uh, in their, the other end zone. This is a tough one for me. I'm really excited to watch this game. I love the spread of this game. Five and a half. It's that one that you and I talk about. Oh, man. Everything we just saw, I think I have to be all over the Chargers here. It sucks. Yeah, I love the Chargers here. I'll tell you why. So I look back at Justin Herbert's games. Like First of all, he is coming off of a, a, a bad game here. So there is some doubt. But he... Plays really well when he plays Patrick Mahomes, right? Whenever he's up against Mahomes, he kind of elevates his game. So I really do like uh, the five and a half points in this spot. I'm not going to play the money line. I mean, I always have my dog in the under money line parlay. But for an official pick on this game, I'm going to roll with the five and a half points here. I went back and looked at how Herbert plays against the Chiefs. 33 of 48 for three touchdowns and a pick in his last game. 23 of 30 for 280 and two touchdowns a game before. And then the game before that, 26 of 38 with four touchdowns against the Chiefs. And then since the Bears game, if we look at this Chiefs team, since they beat the Bears and I think it was week two or three, they beat the Jets by three, the Vikings by three, and then they only scored 19 points against the, the, the league's worst defense in the Denver Broncos. I'm going to trust that the Chiefs are just not clicking. They're not cylinders. They're not this explosive team. They used to be. I got to think Patrick Mahomes has these thoughts late at night. Like, why did Tyreek Hill ever leave? <laughs> I'm serious because they're just not, like when Kelsey's a little banged up, it's like, where's the explosion? There's no explosive plays out of this team. I think five and a half points in a division game is a lot of points here. I think that Herbert will bounce back after what we saw last week. I do have some question marks on the coaching um, from this, from this Chargers team, but I 
you give me five and a half points in this matchup, one way or the other, I'm taking it every time. Just take the points. I like that. And I, so. my worst draft pick probably was Pacheco. I, I thought <laughs> they were going to do something. You know, he's late rounder and all that. Thank you, Juan. Uh, that's my... <laughs> I, you, you, we just see the Chiefs, right, guys? We see Mahomes, who's an absolute monster. Let's not deny that. I'm not throwing any shade at talent like that. But we see Mahomes and the Chiefs, and we just expect 30-point games. We expect, again, not highlighting my Niners, but we expect what we saw in the Eagles offense last year and the Niners offense early this year. Mm-hmm. And we're really not. They're winning good games. So I still have them very high on my power rankings. Um, this, to me, is the extreme buy-low spot for the Chargers. They're, it's like Maddie said, it's for something about these Chargers, they wake up and they battle these Chiefs. It's almost like the, the AFC West. The Raiders wake up a lot against the Chiefs, too. So um, there, there's some value here. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's a little value there on that money line at plus 203. Um, I would probably be more like two units on the plus five and a half and only one or a half a unit on the money line. Uh, but, yeah, this, this to me has like what happened. How did they lose so badly? How did Herbert look so bad against the Cowboys and now they look good against the Chiefs? I, I do think the public gets a little smoked here on the Chiefs. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not going to – like I said, I would I would feel much better on the points on this play. Um, but my dog and money line parlay is live in this spot, especially if this Chargers defense can hold this Chiefs team to like 20 points or less here. If they're not clicking, they're not having the big explosive plays. That thing is live 100%. So, all right, moving on. We got the Packers traveling to Denver here. The Broncos have one of the worst def- – wait, did I say that right? The, one of the worst defenses in the NFL this season. Russell Wilson in the offense has not been the problem this year. The Packers, this is an interesting spread. There's one- some good stats on them, so like looking decent. Yeah. The Packers, one-point favorite on the road. We'll have to watch that. I, I want to say it's already up to one-and-a-half or two there. Um, a small favorite on the road, nonetheless. The over/under sitting at 44 and a half, might be 45 on some books. 69% of the tickets are on Green Bay here. They're coming off the bye, correct? Green Bay coming Green off, off the bye. Green Bay coming off the bye week. 60% of the money, however, is on Denver. Um, some trends in the game: the Broncos are five and 15 straight up, coming off a loss, and they're seven 21 and one against the spread, coming off of a loss. They're coming off of a loss last week. What do you like in this spot? Man, I have no read on these Denver Broncos. <laughs> Absolutely none. Um, Packers off the bye is interesting. The Packers should be able to score a lot here. Remember, if there's one team that makes offenses look great, remember how great the Denver Broncos made the Washington Commies offense look? Yeah. So I'm going to have a play I'll give you guys later on this on the best way I think to bet this game. Um, but, yeah, off a of buy, minus one, you're getting begged to, to take the Packers. And that gets you guys, just so you know who I am, I'm a contrarian. That scares me. I don't like when I'm getting baited by Vegas. Yeah. And that's what this feels like. The <clears throat> Packers are off the buy. Packers have a better defense. Why would you not like the Packers here? Yeah, I'm with you, but I'm gonna stay away from a side here. What do you? How do you feel about this over? Because the way I look at this game, Broncos dead last in the NFL defensively in defensively in scoring, and then you have the Packers who have two weeks to prepare offensively for the league's worst defense. Right, and that's a small number. 
at 44 and a half, 45, whatever the number is. What do you think about that over? Because I really do think that over could make a ton of sense in this spot. Yeah, yeah I love the over. And uh, I just remember the Packers offense made the Raiders defense look good. The Raiders defense held them to 13 on Monday Night Football. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this you guys are going to laugh when I give out this play later. Uh, but the Packers offense has me intrigued here. They're only scored 13 two weeks ago. They're off the bye. They're up against the worst offense, or excuse me, defense. Um, they did put up 20 against the Lions, which in hindsight is not a terrible amount of points against what's been one of the better defenses. Yeah, yeah. A lot, there was one of the people argue was junk time, but yeah. I agree. I agree. I, you, you'll, uh, yeah. We got, they, yeah. Yeah, this is a tough game for sure. Um, I'm going to lean the over and I'm going to stay away from either side. We got two amazing games left. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Let's go. This is my right here. This is my Super Bowl preseason prediction. I gave it out at 50 to 1. I think it's already down to like 20 to 1. I really do. It's somewhere Woo! in that range. That's mainly because the Dolphins started off really hot. Um, I don't know what it's at after the Dolphins lost to the to the Bills, but I assume it's it's uh it has some value from preseason for sure. Um, all right. This is an interesting game, right? Before we even get into the numbers here, let's go over the storyline. Jalen Hurts, when I used to live in Tuscaloosa, got benched by this oh. man on his left right here, by Tua, in the natty, by Nick Saban. Oh, and guess what? He handled it like a man. He, supported, he really did. He supported, he supported Tua. He supported his teammates, and he was genuinely happy. Like, I mean, that's hard to do. He bro. won it out. If you're a competitor, and you, or if you have an ego, like if you get benched, you know 99% of human beings – Deep down, or like fuck that dude. Like that should have been my spot. That's just human nature. Oh my god! Jalen of course, Hurts, Jalen Hurts is not that type of person, bro. Like he's just not. He was genuinely happy for his brother and Tua. The way he, the, the way he handled that made him so much money in the NFL. hundred percent. And if then he went on a rampage, like oh. Yeah. And then he stays, right? And he, he eats shit. And then he goes to Oklahoma, and he puts up crazy numbers at Oklahoma, right? So then he comes into the NFL. Everyone doubts him. I'm on record years ago saying, this man is for real. Give him some time to develop. I, and Eagles fans are scumbags, man. Every, <laughs> it's just the truth. We're the scummiest fans in the NFL. We trash other fan bases. We're, we're, we're horrible. It's, it's terrible to go to Philly. And then we trash our own quarterback. We give him no patience. We have no patience, give him no time to develop, and we write him off on year one or two. And like I said, you have to be patient. So now, fast forward years later, Jalen is facing the guy that replaced them in the national championship game. Both these guys are MVP candidates this season. Tua and the Dolphins are a two-point dog on the road, plus 122 on the money line. The over-under is 41 and a half here. What do you like? Okay, so, man, these Eagles are hard, are hard, hard, hard to go against when they have the better defense, right? We all, no one's going to argue that yeah. the Eagles have the better defense. Miami obviously has the better offense. They have the best offense in the league. Uh, they do. They really do. Dude, they went so down 14, nothing yeah, against Carolina. Do, do. I don't even they like, do. you don't even think about it. No, I know they do. They Either do. of our teams go down. 14 they have nothing, the, so here's the thing. They have the much more explosive offense. Here's without what, a doubt. Here's what I'll say. 
The Eagles need to run the damn football in this game, bro. If you start throwing the ball 40 times a game like we did last week, like you need to run the ball, keep Tyreek Hill and Tua on the damn sideline and run the football. We need to run the football at least 40% of the snaps this game, and we will win easily. But if we start getting a shootout with the Dolphins and airing it out every play and taking sacks, and like you need to run the football. We run the football in this game. The Eagles win this game easily, in my opinion, at home. But if we throw the football a ton, this could go either way. Be careful saying easily, though. That's one of those things where you, it, this, you have to hold on. Like You can get a lead against the Dolphins, and it doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so th- this is what I'm going to say is – the Dolphins came back down 14-0, nothing, and I did, did, did Carolina just not score again? They just won like 40 to – maybe they scored seven more. It was like 42-7. to seven. Yeah. It's insane. Um, I was like dog in the under. Yeah, dog in the <laughs> under after a 14-0 first quarter. Um, so I have the Eagles higher in the power rankings than the Dolphins. I do believe the Eagles win this game. Um, I think you get, you get Jalen Hurts, you get the NFC Championship Eagles at only minus two off a loss. You got to take it. You're getting them cheap. You're getting them home. You're getting them in a revenge spot, quarterback to quarterback. Um, and they're very different teams. This is a powerful Eagles team. This is a finesse Dolphins team. And I'm going to say this, and then I'll, I'll end on why I'm so heavy on the Eagles here. And it is one of my, it's going to be a fun game. I'm so excited for Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night this week. We have three great primetime games. We've been waiting for this flex. Um, if you look at the Dolphins' only loss, it's to the Bills. And they got bullied a little bit. The Eagles' defense is similar. So there's no reason that I'm taking the Dolphins here. And they can earn my money. They can steal it from me because I see this game ending very similar to how the Bills game ended. So. I'm not that hardcore of it a gen, but you know, I like sprinkling, you know, my unit's large. I would say take the Eagles, take the Eagles in an alternative line and have a little fun mm. with it because there's a good chance the Eagles could win this game by double digits. And it goes very similar to the Bills. So you'll get paid for that. Obviously, I'm not picking the Eagles minus eight just to take them, but you'll probably get minus eight and a half, something like that, around plus 200. There's a little bit of money in there for it for me. They run the damn football. They win this game by double digits. The Dolphins right now defensively have not been good, but there's one thing they have been good at. First in the NFL in quarterback hits in the um, for, from their defense, right? So I'm telling you right now, we run the football. They're 20th in the league at the Fen in the rushing yards. Right? You know, I remember in the we did a double result. I, I wouldn't mind uh, Jalen Hurts rushing uh, prop here. Rushing touchdown? No, rushing, t- rush, rushing touchdown, yeah. rushing over on rushing attempts, over on rushing yards. Yeah. If they're going to try and get at him and over blitz, he might have some clear lanes to run on. Yeah, agree. Here's the thing, though. Here's what I'll say about my Eagles defense. We do have some holes for sure. So I would not be like a part of me likes this over, but it is high, especially for a primetime game. Um, but it comes down to our D line. Like we could beat the shit out of Tua. Tua is not that durable. And if our D-line gets after him, it could be a long day for this Dolphins team. Um, But again, it comes down to us controlling the line of scrimmage, running the ball, keeping their offense on the sideline, and tiring out their defense. And if we do that, we will manhandle this team. That's the game. Moving on. 
Another good game. Well, solid game. You got the 49ers traveling to Minnesota here. Brock Purdy and company coming off of their first loss. They are a minus 250 favorite on the road. Also a six and a half point favorite. And the over-under sitting at 43 and a half. 92% of the tickets already on the 49ers here. They do have some injuries. Your boy C-Mac is questionable. Uh, Debo Samuel questionable. Trent Williams questionable. Still pretty banged up. Really banged right? up. Drake the Vikings, Greenlaw. The Vikings are seem to be a lot healthier overall. What do you think in this spot? I'm going to turn it over to Gino first. This is his squad. What do you like here? I believe the Niners win this game. I just don't like the minus six and a half. I think it's already up to minus seven as well. If I get the seven and a half hook, you all know I gave out Cleveland last week. Broke my heart to do it. I said, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm betting Cleveland. Um, at seven and a half, I'm taking Minnesota. I'll, I'll tell you why. The The world is going to be over betting the Niners, thinking that the refs stole the game from them. They missed a few, all these 100 things. The reality is we're banged up right now. And the Minnesota defense is just what the doctor ordered. On a clean turf field, not in muddy, cold, freezing Cleveland, there's a very brutal, very strong, very powerful defense. So I, I like the over in this game. Um, I'm not impressed with our offense. So, excuse me, excuse me, our defense. That was my biggest takeaway. So I, I really think Minnesota's going to be able to put a couple points up on us. So I can't believe it's 43 and a half. I think people are a little too high on our defense after what I saw. So I believe the Niners get back to their old form here a little bit. Having no Debo's DMC is substantial. But if we can get, you know, those, those nice 24 points, 27 points, um, I, I do believe the Vikings are good for 21 versus us. So my favorite play in this game is the over. Um, I do think the Niners win. I just don't love the minus 250 value on the road. I, I just don't like it. I know Minnesota has been crap all year. I just am not excited about all the substantial injuries. Um, the last thing I'll say, guys, when the Niners are on and clicking on all cylinders, they're nasty, right? Offensively, they're just completely nasty. You kind of saw a couple different plays if you watched the Cleveland Niners game that Rayleigh McLeod is not Debo. They were off. There was a couple plays. The team wasn't ready for Shani's complex playbook. Uh, using a very lame analogy, kind of like a symphony or a ballet, things were off, man. It's a very tough playbook. So I'm glad we have a whole week to prepare. I just don't love all the injuries. They're a freaking laundry list. Um, and I'm really not that excited about our defense right now. Yeah. Well, your defense is still number one in the NFL in scoring, giving up 14 and a half. More than Cleveland? 14 and a half points per game. Okay. Damn. All right. As of as of this week, unless those numbers aren't updated. But no, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So I will give it up 14 and a half points per game. This Vikings team offensively is scoring 21 and a half points. So there's your close to your total right there. I'm with you on this over, though. It doesn't make sense to me why it's this low. Like, I think this is like a 46 number, you know? Yep. Like, it just feels like a 46 point total. Like, 43 and a half. Like, what am I missing here? I mean, they. Odds makers must really think the Niners are going to, off a loss, come down and really buckle down on the road, right? Our, our secondary is our weakest, our weakest link. They've looked good, by the way. Our secondaries look good, but maybe like yeah. twenty-seven, seventeen game or something like that. And it goes. Please over. give me Niners twenty-seven, seventeen, and I'll I'll never ask for anything again. Yeah, until the playoffs. 
Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to lean over here and I'm not going to play a side for sure. So, yeah, Greenlaw was missed, Jeff, without a doubt, bro. All right. Let's move on here. There we go. All right. Ooh. So, this is another segment we wanted to do here. And then we're going to bring Trevor on for some daily fantasy sports. I'll turn this over to Gino, let him explain this. Yeah, yeah. So, buy low, sell high. You're, you got a team that didn't cover playing a team that did cover. So, what do we got first? Saints did not cover. They lost. They're playing the Jags that did. You want to buy this top row, my dudes. So um, it's crazy to see the Niners and Eagles up there, right? Both teams, the Niners and Eagles are playing, covered last week. So you're getting them a little cheap in the perception eye. But what I would do, I'll tell you, just based on everything I said, I would remove the Niners from this. I think the public believes they got robbed in the Niners. It probably broke up a lot of parlays. So I would remove that far right. Um, you saw me give out the Eagles. You saw Maddie and I give out the Chargers. Um, and then as uncomfortable as it is, the Saints point at that as well. Problem is with the, the Bears, it's uncomfortable with, without their quarterback, right? Dislocated thumb, we're not sure if he's playing. So just know that we're going to share all of these. This is a very profitable system. I just want you guys to know this. If you bet every buy low team versus every style high team, Year over year, it will print you units. You just need to be blind and do it. So those are the six. I do move off the Niners. I do remove the Bears for the reasons I told you. I do still like four of these a lot. Saints, Colts, Chargers, Eagles. I would arguably say Eagles are my favorite. Mm. I'm with you, bro. I, I mean, if you play all six, you just got to go four and two. If you remove the Niners, you play the five, you got to go three and two. We got it. So it's just a system play, guys. Be aware of it. Be aware of it, especially if you're thinking about the other team on the bottom. That's a good game to skip. So yeah. All right, moving on here. Quick recap. We probably should have done this earlier in the show, but we're gonna do it now. Or no, I'm sorry. This is the recap of, of what we just gave out. Yep. So do we even give a real survivor? No. We, All right. We'll give, All right. So give the people your survivor pick of the week. Yeah, these are the usual suspects, right? Like. The largest spreads. You got the Bills. You got the Seahawks. You got the Niners. If you have the Seahawks, even though it's division, I would recommend using them here. Um, Washington's a little more ballsy of a play, um, but some of you are desperate now. You know, there's a lot of games here with one to three point spreads this week. So um, I I don't personally love this. I gave out the Giants, but some people are going to say, "Hey, they're just the better team in this situation." Um, my number one survivor play is going to be. The Seahawks. That's number one. Um, I would recommend staying away from the Chiefs. I would recommend staying away from the Niners. Just there's going to be a better chance for you to use them. And then depending on how back to the wall you are, um, there's a couple other decent scenarios, but this is one of those tough weeks. So if you have the Seahawks, Seahawks. please use them. Yeah, and no, I agree. I'm with you on that one. You got to take the Seahawks there in that spot on Survivor. Dog of the week. Gino is on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm on the Detroit Lions. Gino tried to make me a little nervous here on Detroit with the reverse line movement, but we're <laughs> sticking to our ground here. The Ravens are dog shit. The Detroit Lions are going to win that game outright. Two-unit play for me in the NFL this weekend. Yeah, and then we'll talk about highest scoring, lowest scoring. I found this about three weeks ago on FanDuel. It's a fun one if you guys want like a parlay tile payout. So Denver loves letting mid-teams absolutely eat. 
Green Bay's plus 1,500 on being the highest scoring team. Mm. Guys, it's plus 1,500. Don't tell me. Yeah, off the buy against mid-Denver. So just say to yourself, is it worth 15x? That's where the answer is yes. There are, of course, four or five teams that have a lower payout. They're more likely to hit it. I believe both uh, Philly and Miami are both uh, lower paying odds in that game. So that game becomes a shootout. So I believe the best value right now for highest scoring is Green Bay. And then for lowest scoring, Falcons, 10 to 1 odds. Tampa Bay lock down New Orleans. Now it's time to lock down Atlanta. They're coming off a tough loss against a very good Detroit team. They still played well against that Detroit offense. I believe you're getting them pretty low here at 10 to 1. And I have every reason to believe that Tampa Bay at home, this Falcons quarterback is not good. They're a run first defense. That's Tampa Bay's strength. So Green Bay, 15 to 1. Tampa Bay, 10x. I like it. I like both those plays. For my best bet of the week, we're going. Honestly, I was close to doing my dog of the week and my best bet the same play on the lines. But I'm going the Buffalo. I'm going to New England and taking the Buffalo Bills team total over 24 and a half. I know that 24 and a half number is kind of scary, but I do believe they'll put up 27 to 30 plus points here. This is a spot where this is a bounce box, bounce back spot for the Bills. They only scored 14 points at home against this Giants team, but they were coming back home from London, jet lag, tired, came out flat. Now they're playing this Patriots team who cannot move the ball, and the Bills should have a lot of opportunities for big explosive plays. They've also, in their last three games against the Patriots, have scored 35 points, 24, and 33 in the last three games. So I love this over 24 and a half best bet of the week. I like it, bro. Uh, Mine's the over 38 and a half, guys. The world is going to remember that Cleveland's defense shut down the Niners. They're going to forget about the weather. They're going to forget about the injuries. Colts let people score, and they put up points. This over under 38 and a half is too low. I have this game around 43. Nice mid game. I still leave. Uh, I still lean that Cleveland can grind out this W. I just don't like the minus two. I think it's. I think it's one of those games where the Colts can come back and win and absolutely tear apart people. But that's my best bet. I think it's way too low off recency bias. I like it. So overall recap, Gino for a survivor pick going with the Seahawks. Gino's dog of the week, the Steelers, my dog of the week, the Lions. High scoring team, the Packers at 15 to 1. Lowest scoring team, the Falcons at 10 to 1. Gino's best bet at over 38 and a half in the Browns Colts game. And my best bet over 24 and a half team total for the Buffalo Bills. Let's go ahead and move on and bring on Trevor for some daily fantasy sports. Make sure you guys drop some questions in the chat now. You can ask your fantasy football questions. You can ask your DFS questions, or if you just want to straight bet or build some parlays around player props, drop those questions in the chat. What's good, Trev? Well, coming off a two-touchdown play on the show last week, we gave out Raheem, he hit it. And if you were in DD, you would also hit it for three touchdowns with us and made even more units. So uh, that was a good spot. Um, you know, this week is for fantasy players is rough. There's a ton of buys. You know, we've had two weeks of just so many injuries. Um, so this is going to be an interesting spot. So I'm actually going to start with the Thursday game because we don't know Trevor Lawrence yet. He did show up to practice today. Um, if he plays, 
I love Christian Kirk in that spot. I love his receptions. I love his yards. Uh, he's got a great matchup there. If he doesn't, um, I actually am going to probably lean the other way and go like ETN. I think they'll just feed him the ball 20, 25 times there. Uh, but a great play for that game right now, for sure, that I'm locking in uh, of the Saints is Alante Taylor over three and a half tackles and assists or over three tackles. Uh, it's a great spot to uh, attack. Um, he's going to be a, he's going to get a ton of tackles in that game. Uh, we model him at like almost six. So uh, that's just, it's a good matchup spot for them. And then this week, um, some spots I really like. So I saw Maddie put up right before the show. I'm with you on Detroit. I was with Detroit before the season. Uh, I actually already have money on Detroit's money line. When I saw that, I went and hit it myself. Um, I think they're going to, I think they're not just going to win. I think they're going to boat race absolutely boat race Baltimore out of the building because they're going to boat race them out of the building and they're going to show them who they really are here. Um, I yeah. know David Montgomery is not playing, but I, I just don't think it's going to matter here with in these spots. I want the best offensive line and Detroit has right now, arguably with, with health, the best line in the league. Um, I think yeah. that's going to be the difference maker here, right? Cause you know, you guys lost lane, this week, you know, they say he's probably going to play, but um, there's just line issues all over the place. And Detroit's line was a top three line, and now they're the only one healthy. Um, yeah. I just, I, I think they're going to absolutely cook them this week. Uh, and people are too high on the Ravens, so I, I love that money line. I think it's insanely mispriced, and they're going to massively jump in people's power rankings after this week. Um, I like that. Quick, quick question in the chat for you, Trev. Uh, Jimmy wants to know what do we think about Taylor playing against Cleveland this week? Not, I'm not touching that. So the problem is we don't know what they're going to do with Zach Moss and Taylor together. And you guys got to see how good the run defense for Cleveland is. Um, yeah, there was some weather; it was crappy. The field was cold, but they their run D is legit. Uh, my challenge is is right. They could give. JT 20 carries, they can give them six, right? I just don't, I just don't know where they're going to show up yet. So my challenge with them is I'm not exactly sure what to do with them. Um, so that's just an avoid spot for me. I, I want to know, and here's a perfect example where I know we get Seattle at Arizona this week, right? Here's, I'm going to give you guys, I got two 2D TD props for the show this week. First one, Ken Walker, two TDs. Um, they're this is they're gonna murder them. Uh, the cards are 29th and run defense. Uh, this isn't a spot that they need 400 yards in the air, and they're gonna have to throw a ton. Walker's just gonna run at them. They're gonna lean on Walker. Uh, I even think they get enough points that they get Charbonnet involved. Um, I, I just think this is gonna be. It's at home. Um, I, I, think I gave out Seattle. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. I, I think Seattle. it's. I, I would use the best like, West survivor pick this week if I had any left. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, I just think the NFC West is doing a good job exposing Arizona, where the yeah. rest of the league didn't early in the season. Yeah, that's. I, I just think that's the spot you go after as bad as their run D is. Um, and then the next game, uh, the Rams at the Steelers. So the Steelers run no, I mean like no man coverage. They're pretty much the lowest in the league on man coverage, and they run zone. And do you know what the Rams cook? The Rams cook zone defense. Lost volume. Yeah. 
It's uh, you lose me. Hello, chat. Can you hear Trev? Because we can't. Can you hear? Can you guys hear me or no? I think it's on our end. Uh, I can hear you guys. Trev, talk. Chat, let us know. Uh, you can I'm, hear. I'm, I want to know. Yeah, I they can hear me. It's you guys. I can hear. You think oh, you're back. Oh, we're good. We're good. Okay. Go ahead. You're uh, back, brother. Okay. So I was about to start off. Uh, I was talking about the Ram Steelers. So the Steelers run almost no man coverage. They run almost exclusively zone. Like it's the lowest in the league. Like it's a crazy amount on how on how little they both hear. I think the Rams are going to just throw a ton of yards. So for player props, I love the Rams this week. I love Cup. I love Puka because both those guys are going to murder that zone defense. Um, I think Pittsburgh actually puts up some points here and gets it together, though. Uh, I think it's a, a pretty close, interesting game, and I, I think there's some points. But Cooper Cup, I mean, the guy just cooks zone defenses. And I, I love this spot from a player prop DFS standpoint. Uh, this is going to be a good spot to attack. Um, and then the uh, I'm going to give out uh, a first TD in the KC game. Um, we've seen how bad the Chargers pass defense is. I mean, it's, it's really bad. They're literally giving up the most yards per catch in the league. Um, I think this is the week we see the Rasheed Rice breakout game against that Chargers secondary. And I think Rasheed's going to get first TD in that spot. Um, and then I'm going to end with our 49ers. So um, the one thing I was happy with that we ended the game on is when we needed to get down the field without Debo, without CMC, Brock got us down the field. He got us into position. He did what he had to do on that final drive. He didn't have a good game. Um, that defense, it was... I, I'm actually glad it happened. It was good for him. He needed that spot before the playoffs. He needed a couple of, hey, these are, you know, these are things you need to learn from. But with CMC not needing to play, they say, hey, he, you know, it's pain management game time decision. I, I there's no need to play him in this game. So Brandon Ayuk has literally probably the I would argue the second or third best matchup against that secondary this week. Minnesota. Um, without Jefferson is just not the same team. And I think it's going to affect their defense as well. I think it's a morale deflator. Um, and here is my my locked. Ayuk's going two TDs, and he's going first TD in this game. Whoa. So I, Ayuk is going to absolutely run up and down the field on these guys. This is, a, this is just one of those matchups that when you get, he's going to get Evans and – they're going to play zone. And if Evans tries to cover him one-on-one, -on -one, he's going to be open. There's just, this is a great spot for IU. And I think they lean on him here. Uh, I think Mason and Mitchell will work, but I think we're going to be able to go put up, you know, 27 to 31 points this week. Um, and I, I think Minnesota is going to throw on the towel. Cousins is on the end of his contract. Yes. You know, I, I think they're going to, I think they don't have without JJ there, they don't have the motivation. They're not competing now. They're not contending for anything. They're not going to make the playoffs. Um, and this is, I think, a great bounce back spot for the Niners. Anything, oh. anything in the Eagles Dolphins game? Oh man. So that's a I want to see the lines there. So um 
I love, absolutely love Jalen in this. I think they're going to blitz him a ton. I think they're going to get some pressure on him, especially if lane's out. Um, I think we're going to see Jalen use his legs in this game. Uh, I think this is a good spot for Jalen. Um, I, I, I kind of laugh at the Julio news today. Uh, I mean, it's... I, Do you know what they I, gave up for him? No, I haven't even seen. We, I asked I asked Chad, and I just didn't know if anyone knew that. I, I'll look at it after. I guess no one knew. No, no, no. What they give up? They didn't give up anything. It was a free. Oh, they just signed him. They picked him up. Yeah, they signed Julio off the off the street. That's interesting. That no one. Where did he start this year? Nowhere. He hasn't been picked up. Oh my god. Okay. Why? Do, I don't even know. Why do they need him? Because uh, they don't like Quest. We just want to get richer. They don't like him. Uh, they're not on Quez. Quez isn't the guy. Okay. Um, you know, they just, they want that third option, right? Depth matters. The, bro, we just put him in the red zone. We're good on a red zone place. I, I, and I, yeah. I mean, if you think about that now, you go put Dallas Goddard, right? AJ, right? You put Smith, right? And then you add Julio in there. Besides, AJ, good, that's three. He's a, that's good, a, he's a big, big physical receiver that can block in the run game too. Like, yeah, there's, I, I, you know, I don't think he's going to play a ton, but no. they're going to roll him in. Uh, I think he'll definitely, he's going to have one game this year though, where like he gets like a touchdown and breaks like a 70 yard carry. And he's going to like mess up, uh, you know, DraftKings and FanDuel for somebody who played him that week. But um, <laughs> it's there. And I'm, I'm, this is the test. This is Miami's test for me. So I, I was kind of, I kind of gave Gino a, a hard time on his rankings. Uh, and I half did it just because I knew it'd get people fired up if I said Miami was too low. But this is the spot for me, right? Miami's firing now. Can they come out against this Philadelphia team and put up the points they need? Because I don't think their defense is good enough to slow Philly down. Like the question is, is can they keep up? And if they get, beat like Buffalo beat them. Uh, we pretty much know what we're going to see in the playoffs. Uh, but if, if they can keep up here, I think this is a, this is a prove it week for them uh, by the biggest margin this week of the NFL. I like it, brother. I really do. Um, I really like your IU love. I, I do think the Niners, uh, you know, there's been a different guy in all of our wins. Like that was the hero. So we spread the yeah. ball around. It's been a long time since week one. And I think IU had the first touchdown the first week. The first touchdown of the season for us, so I yeah. think it's time to go back to him. It, it, and it's a good spot. Um, there's they're just going to be able to go, he's going to be able to attack him. Um, I think they're going to watch the tape and, and just see the opportunities there. Um, and without CM, they don't we don't need to play CMC this week, we can leave him off, let him rest. Really, leave him for two weeks. Bring him back after the bye, get him 100% healthy. I think we're in a spot that we're good for the next two weeks. And let's see where we go. Uh, I see one of the questions in there asking about Rams running back Evans. I would, uh, if you, uh, if you need waiver help, uh, Kyrene's done for a little bit. Um, I would a hundred percent go pick him up. Uh, and I mean, don't go crazy if you have fab, right? Like if it's a thousand dollars, you know, spend, you know, nine to 12% of it, you know, so it's, you know, spend a hundred bucks if it's, you know, a hundred bucks, spend 10, depending upon how you do it. But if it's just waivers for sure, put a claim in on them. Um, I, I would try to pick him up there uh, and then watch what happens uh, in some other spots. Watch Chicago. Does Rashawn come back? Uh, Damian Williams will uh, get carries again. If, if Rashawn's still a concussion protocol, 
So there's, you know, you're going to need some duct tape and chicken wire for some of these fantasy teams this week with all the energy injuries and buys. Without a doubt. Thank you, Trev. Always. Yeah. All right. right. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. Have a good night. Later, homie. All right, everyone. That concludes the show here. We'll be back next week for week eight. Remember, we are on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Facebook, pretty much everywhere, streaming live from Twitter as well. So make sure you go check us out. There will be chapters on the show if you didn't, if you weren't able to tune in live. Um, and you can go to every single game you'd like a breakdown on. We'll see you guys back next week. Later, homies. Warm summer's evening on a train bound for nowhere. I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out of faces for a taste of your whiskey. I'll give you some advice. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Know when to walk away and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count when the dealing's done. Surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner, and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out his cigarette, faded off to sleep. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke even. In his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got to know when to hold them, know when to hold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Enough for counting when the dealer's done.